Hey, darling. Welcome to the She's a Creative podcast. Are you a female creative who wants to own your purpose and dominate your creative business? Then this is the podcast for you. I'm Kay, your host and guide to help you on your way to creative freedom and success. Now. (laughs) Okay. So today we have Sam with Rooting for You Social on. Sam, it's so nice to have you. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much, Kay. I'm so excited. I've been binging this podcast all week. <laughs> yes! I'm so excited. Like, I wish you guys could see our faces. Like, we're over here, like, cheesing all day. Like, <laughs> this is really exciting because um, I have been following Sam. Well, you know, Sam, you know, I've been following you for, like, a few months now. And I just, like, woman crush. Like, oh, my goodness. Everything you post, I'm commenting on. Like, I mean, you're just so... Um, empowering and insightful and you're such a motivating force like even in my life like I just found you but it's like you are like my virtual best friend which is so crazy because we're going to talk about being a virtual assistant today so yeah Um, so I want you to start off because uh, the name of your company is Rooting for You Social and I mean uh, I just love it but anyway so I want you to tell us a little bit about your story and like why you created Rooting for You Social Okay, awesome. I guess to start, and it's kind of like this funny story, and I feel like every creative, and every creative you have on the podcast, it's like, well, like, it's kind of this funny story, and there's this, and there's that, but like, to start out with, I'm a little bit obsessed with the idea of being a digital nomad. I was teaching and got frustrated with how the field really didn't offer any opportunities to work location independently. I think the closest I got with that was when I spent two months teaching at this tiny little private school in New Zealand. Like seriously, it changed my life. It was so cool. And I wanted more of that. I came back to the States, got a teaching job up in Michigan where my boyfriend, he'll come up a lot. He's great. Was was finishing his undergrad and it was fine. I actually taught computer science, which was so much fun for me. Um, My degree was in English. And in the year and a half where I was like immersed in computer science, I still wanted to do something with like the English and the English education part of my degree. So I kind of like combined my love for New Zealand and English and really wanted to have a blog that focused on like the outdoors and traveling and like living this life that I wasn't currently living but wanted to. Um, And it's so funny to look back on now because I literally spent over a year teaching myself all of these VA skills and I didn't even realize I could get paid to do those same things for other creatives. Like that wasn't even on my radar. Um, so until, in the, so, oh, okay. <laughs> it wasn't on my radar at all until in the spring, I started looking for a new teaching job close to where Daniel would be for his master's program. I applied everywhere and just never heard back, never heard anything. And I was kind of like, ah, this isn't what I really want to be doing anyway. And was kind of just exploring alternatives. So it was at that point that my friend Joelle, she's from Joelle Elizabeth Photography. She's amazing. And if you follow me on Instagram, you'll know. I love her to death. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like she's my friend too. Like, oh yeah, I know her. (laughs) I love that. Um, She actually suggested I look into VA work. She's a creative and says that she knows people all the time. We're looking for virtual assistants. And long story short, like I kind of tucked that suggestion away and was terrified to start and terrified to make it a thing um, and start telling people about it until I did. And I like had to do it scared. And it's been an absolute dream job. I love it so much. I love that last part. You just have to do it scared. Like, I think people, I think people like you get so caught up in like, oh, like this is how it's supposed to be. Or like you want it to be perfect. But like the truth is that you have to do it scared, especially as an entrepreneur, like everything you do, everything I do, I'm scared. Like I'm scared to do podcasts, but here I am like, hey, just do it. (laughs) 
And when you're excited about it, even if you are scared, like that excitement will show through and everyone will be able to see that excitement. It'll be contagious. And like, I feel like the fear kind of just goes away once all of that kind of builds up around it too. And, you know, someone told me that, and um, I can't remember who said it, but they were like, um, fear and excitement, you feel the exact same way. Like if you ever, if you ever think about the feeling, like when you feel excited or when you feel fear, it's like your, your heart is racing the same way. Like you're, you're, you know, you're just as like wound up and it's the same feeling, but with fear, you know, you attach a negative connotation to it, but with excitement, you, you equate it to happiness, but it's the same feeling. So it's just like, yeah, you have to do it scared because like, really, you're just freaking excited. Like I'm excited, but you know, and, and it's like, it's like nerves. It's like, it's like a whole lot of things, but it might not necessarily like we're, we're calling it fear. But when you say something like fear, you're, you're attaching like a negative way to it. And it doesn't have to be negative. Like it can be I'm freaking excited. Like, <laughs> I'm going to do this. Like, you know, totally. so it's really cool. And I really love the part about your story when you said, because, um, this, the same thing happened to me where, um, I was teaching and then I was applying to jobs and I didn't get called back. And, you know, I'm like, well, I'm a darn good teacher. Like, okay, hold up now. Like I'm a really good teacher. And then, you know, and then it's like, well, okay, as much as I love teaching, like, do I want to keep teaching biology? I don't know. You know, I mean, I could, but it's like, let me do something else. Like, I want to have fun. Like, <laughs> it's like, instead of viewing it as like a dead end, it's like, I have everything open to me now. Like, yes. I can go into whatever interests me, which is so cool. And I love like the whole digital nomad thing. So I just kind of learned a little bit about that. Like, I just like, actually, I learned about it from seeing your post because I think you post sometimes about the digital nomad. And so I just kind of looked that up more. And I think that like, that's the ideal dream for a lot of people, right? you know, yeah. <laughs> like who wants to sit at their office all day long? I mean, unless you have a bomb view, but like, who wants to sit in like this cubicle all day, you know, doing God knows what, like, no, we want to do our work outside and at the beach and crazy stuff. Like, yeah. And then your cute little plants, like, oh my goodness, guys, you have to go see her Instagram feed. She has the cutest plants that she always posts about. And it's just really amazing and encouraging. I just love that. And so um, I want to talk about, since we're saying plants and then the name, how did you come up with the name Rooting For You Social? That's great. It's so funny. I was actually, I was getting burritos with my brothers yesterday and it was the first time I've really seen them since I like launched Rooting For You Socials. So they were like asking me all these questions about it. And I felt like in their excitement, they explained my name back to me better than I could have ever like explained it myself. It wow. Was so <laughs> <laughs> it was so sweet. So I'm basically like, basically just telling you the highlights from like their, their version of it but um for one I love plants and like you mentioned like my Instagram feed is just full of plants I love growing plants I love eating plants I love drinking plants literally my favorite workspace is this place called Roots Juice Cafe like it's my jam oh, wow. I was knee deep in brainstorming for a name and like wanted to include plants and kind of wanted it to be this really authentic version of myself when my boyfriend texted me and said, Hey, you know, like, I know that you're working on this new thing and I'm, I'm rooting for you. And I had this moment of like, Oh my gosh, this is perfect. Like not only is it incredibly on brand with plants and growth and cultivating a harvest with behind the scenes sort of work, but it's literally an encouragement. So Daniel, whenever I share an idea and let's be honest as a creative, that's like all the time. Yes. It always reminds me of, <laughs> he always reminds me that he's rooting for me and he wants me to succeed and see those ideas through and I hope that like the clients I work with feel just as supported and encouraged as I do whenever I hear that phrase oh child if your clients don't feel it I feel it honey like, <laughs> I always feel it. and then I love like you know and I think that so often as creatives like we forget like that we are our brand and 
I really feel like in your posts, you're so authentic and you're so like, you like when you say rooting for you in your posts, I just feel it in my heart. Like, wow, Sam gets it. Like, <laughs> and I know like, that's so crazy, but it's just like, you know, with the way that things are today, like, you know, on social media, like that's how we run our businesses and we do so many things, you know, kind of virtually and kind of by ourselves. Like, let's be honest, as creatives, we are working by ourselves all the time, you know, so it's so nice to like read something that says like, Hey, I'm rooting for you. Like, and you post that so much. And I think that's like really encouraging, you know, to other people. And, and I'm sure it's encouraging to your clients and girl, if it's not, trust me, I got, I, I got all the encouragement. So don't even worry. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. So how long have you been um, doing Rooting for You Social? Like how long have you had your business launched? Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of a two-part thing. One was when I kind of like had it launched and I talked to Joelle about it and she started like referring me to other people and like kind of growing organically that way. Um, but I was like so scared to, to really make it part of who I was and to have like random people that I knew back from middle school ask me questions about it, you know, and that sort of thing. I was like, I don't know if I'm ready, if it's going to be successful, you know, like if I'm really going to go for it. Um, so I would say like about like the spring was when I really started like branching out a little bit and like being brave and I was still teaching at this point and I think it was mid-May when I was finally like I'm gonna do this this is gonna be a thing it's gonna be great like let's go for it um so I was like just wrapping up the school year and had like launched Instagram and was like all right I'm open to anyone any creatives who are interested like let's go um and it it really was cool how it just kind of like shifted from I wrapped up the school year and was able to just dive headfirst into this which is so much fun nice that's so awesome so are you full-time now with Rooting for You Social? Yeah, I am full-time, which is... Yes! Congratulations! <laughs> yeah, like I was saying, like, I really hoped it would pick up, and it has. Like, what is it, mid-July? Like, the growth has just been amazing, so thank you. <laughs> yes, that's, that's so awesome. I mean, it, it's, it's really awesome to see how people kind of transition into their creative space, you know, and I think now um, it's really common for a lot of us creatives to come from that really strict, like, oh, I went to school, I tried to get a job, or I got a job, you know, and I'm working this job, to kind of transitioning into this space that is really a gray area for us, because as a creative, everything is gray, like, nothing is black or white. Like, <laughs> there, there is no black or white, there's, there's just gray space, and, you know, just kind of um, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say, operating through that space, you know, and just like really like coming into your own and just kind of, you know, embracing like, okay, this is the path that I want to go on. And, you know, I'm excited, but also scared, but also like really freaking excited. Like, you know, like you're just like all over the place. So I think it's just really nice to kind of see the evolution of people in their business. And oh my goodness, I just realized I'm talking fast. So if I'm talking too fast, tell me to slow down. <laughs> Cause I, I just, I just started tripping over my tongue and I was like, okay, slow down. <laughs> so I think we kind of talked a little bit about it, but how did you become a VA? Like what kind of things did you do to kind of prepare you for this? Or, you know, like what kind of skills did you learn, you know, maybe from school or whatever to help you become a VA? That's such a great question. Okay. So I think the biggest thing was like, I mentioned that year that I spent just like pouring over everything I possibly could about like being a creative basically so everything from like here's how to run a successful MailChimp campaign to just like all these like crazy things that I could have easily just never done anything with um something that Daniel always says to me he's always like you're such a lurker because I'll gather a ton of information about something and then like never do anything with it until something just random pops up but I'm like oh yeah I happen to know like 
this full like half hour series course I could teach you about this like bizarre <laughs> topic that I've never mentioned. And I think that's what happened with like all of these virtual assistant skills. I just like gathered them to me over that course of that year and then all of a sudden was like, oh my gosh, like I can bless other people with everything that I've learned. It was so cool. So the the story that I love telling about this, like in addition to gathering those skills, like the big moment I kind of had where I was like, I can actually do this was, <laughs> I love how excited you are. <laughs> I'm so excited. I just love hearing people's story. <laughs> um, so it was actually uh, during a phone call with my mom one night back in the spring. And she's always been a creative, like she started a dance company. She's been into sewing, bread making, painting, like name it, she's done it. She's amazing. Aww. And she's always been interested in photography but was totally intimidated by like the technical side and the business side. Anyway, she called me earlier this year and was talking about having the courage to finally, you know, like do the thing and pursue photography. Yes, mom. Yay. <laughs> I love that. I knew you'd love it. <laughs> but even as she was saying, you know, this is what I'm going to do. She kind of followed it up with this, like, Oh, but I have to make a website and an Instagram and how do I optimize Pinterest? And I have to get enough traffic. And we're just kind of overwhelmed with like the behind the scenes, non photography stuff. And I had this moment when I realized like, this is exactly what I can offer my clients. Like they can focus on what they love and stop worrying about getting everything else. Right. Like creatives are such DIY or die type of people, like myself included. <laughs> <laughs> so cool to see like as the conversation went on and I was like mom I've been thinking about offering these services you know like do you think this would be useful to you and just to see how she totally lit up it was the push she needed and the push that I needed and seeing other people gain confidence in their ideas totally totally fuels me oh my goodness that was so awesome like oh wow and I think I did see a post where you could because I think I went and followed your mom after that I, I was I, I remember the story I did follow your mom and I just think that's so I mean, it's always nice when you find something that you can see how you're making an impact on somebody else's life. Like that, that's what, for me, that's what makes the whole thing even better. Like, yeah, it's hard being an entrepreneur. It's a struggle sometimes. Like, you know, you might be scared by the end of the day, like when people look at you and they're like excited or when they look at you and they're like, wow, you gave me my time back to focus on what I actually like to do and not all this other crazy stuff. Like, it's just so encouraging to me. Like, so, you know, I do social media management and it's always amazing, you know, to see that people are really stressed about these, like all these different things. And it's, it takes away from their creativity. So like the fact that you can kind of give people their creativity back, like that's just, that's freaking amazing. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. All right, that's so cool. And and I haven't had a chance yet to sit down and talk to a VA. So I think it's really nice. And for those of you that don't know, a VA is a virtual assistant. Um, so, you know, I think it's really nice to kind of sit down and talk to somebody, you know, that is one that can kind of, you know, talk us through and like kind of encourage us and explain, you know, why it's so important. So before we kind of talk about that, I do want to know, so like, how do you um, and this is something that like a lot of creatives and entrepreneurs in general kind of struggle with. And so I want to talk about like, how do you find clients as a VI, like, or a VA? Like, do you, you know, help your clients, you know, find customers for their business as well? Like, you know, let's talk about like the client aspect of it. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And I love that you're the one asking me this question. Like, it makes me so happy <laughs> because like, honestly, Instagram has been the biggest way that I found clients and Instagram was how I found you. And I feel like just even in that first week, when I finally took the leap and jumped on Instagram, I formed so many amazing connections with people. And that has been the solid thing that has brought me so many amazing clients. I absolutely love it. Um, 
and whenever I'm chatting with a new client, kind of starting to walk them through my onboarding process, it's so much fun to see like, what about my brand and feed and website really drew them in and made them say, yes, like I'm looking for a VA. This is the VA that I want. For one client, she's like obsessed with perennials. And we got to talk about um, the things we love growing, like business. How perfect. I, know, I like, wish all my clients were obsessed with cereal. That'd be so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, and for another client, her target market is really people who value like organic products and healthy living. And she was laughing, just telling me once I saw that photo of you drinking beet juice, I was like, oh my gosh, she gets this. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, so I think for me, it was really just being my authentic self on Instagram. And then like what you were saying, and I love to hear that from you because I really tried to make it just like, not just to my clients, but to everyone I come in contact with on Instagram, like to be really encouraging and to be supportive and to be like, you can do this. Like I'm here cheering for you, you know, no matter what it is that you're working on and just connecting with people, like sliding into DMs, commenting. Yes. This is amazing. <laughs> I love what you're doing. Tell me more. Like, I think that's kind of established just a really great relationship with a ton of different people. And then hopefully as their businesses keep growing and they realize, Hey, a teammate could really help. They'll turn to me and be like, all right, like you're the one let's do this together. That would make me so, so happy if that continues happening. Yes. Yes. And I, and I think it will. <clears throat> and I love that. That the reason why I asked the question is because I figured that Instagram was your biggest source. And as a social media manager, you know, like sometimes people don't realize, and I keep saying as a social media manager, but that's what I am. So whatever. But, um, <laughs> but you know, in what I do, you know, I always tell people that social media is a long game, but if you're consistent and if you're authentic, it's a great game to play, you know, and it's a great way to get clients because they are going to relate to you on like the deepest of deepest levels. You know, like I relate to you honestly, because you have that, your personality matches the, the, what is it? Like they say higher vibes. Like, so I feel like you have a high vibe to bring me back up to speed when I'm like, okay, I'm super over it. I'm going to burn this whole thing to the ground. Like <laughs> You know, and, and so like, you know, but then I also connect with, you know, how much you love your boyfriend because I love my husband, you know, like, it's just like, I connect with like the little parts of your, of your life, you know, like, and I think that that's what people, you know, sometimes it's not about like, oh, you know, paying for all these expensive ads and doing all this crazy stuff. Although that does help. It's always nice to just be authentic and find your group of people. There's somebody out there that likes you because you like beet juice. Like, <laughs> who would have thought? Like, who would have I know, what are the odds of that? Yeah. yeah, you know, or, or like, you know, you wouldn't think that like your obsession with plants would be like something interesting. But like I posted an Insta story the other day and it was about cereal and about how like cereal never lets you down. You know, like you're a kid, like, like think about it when you're a kid and you're scared and bored, like you eat a bowl of cereal, you know, in front of the TV. And then when you're an adult, you're having a crappy day, you know, or if you don't feel like cooking dinner, you eat a bowl of cereal. Like cereal is so faithful, like, <laughs> you know, but it was amazing how many people related to that, you know? And it's just like, wow, like I never thought that my love of cereal would even catch on, but it totally does. <laughs> I love that. Yes. So I, I, I really like that a lot. And so um, let's just pivot a little bit. I want to talk about like your actual process and like your actual business. So like, what are like the big parts of your process? And I mean, not like, you know, what are you doing? But like, talk us through like your client experience and like the things that, you know, happen when we hire you as a VA? Awesome. Okay. That's such a great question. I'm so excited to get into this. <laughs> um, I think the first thing that happens is we figure out the best time to connect for like a video chat. 
because I want to be able to sit down with them, you know, virtually and just be like, all right, tell me everything about your business. Tell me like what you came from, like where you're headed, like what your dreams and goals and plans are, and then the steps you're taking now to get to them. So why, why did you pick a video chat over like a phone call? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I honestly offered both. And every time that I've offered, you know, either option, everyone's chosen a video chat. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. um, yeah, So definitely the video chat to kick us off. Just so, so it's, it's not like spending like Monday through Wednesday, you know, our first week together being like, well, what is your Instagram feed like? And what are you interested in doing more of it? It's like, all right, like, let's do this together using our time effectively, just like running through as many things. So I have like this full list of questions that I want to ask everyone just to get an idea of like their vibe and their feel and the sort of clients they want to attract so that the work I do can really be in line with that for each client, which is really, really awesome. I think mean, that's my favorite part of just like launching and I always end those few like end those video chats feeling like I've made a new friend. Like there's so oh, much fun. <laughs> that's so awesome. Is it like a questionnaire? Like, do you have like a questionnaire that you use? Yeah, I do have one. And it's so yeah. funny because a lot of times um, I actually kind of end up all those questions end up being answered just as we're talking organically anyway. Um, Cause they're like, Oh my gosh. And then there's this, and then there's this, and can you do this? And I was thinking about this. Like I love seeing like a creative in their element, like full yes. of ideas, ready to get to work. It's my favorite. So I have to- <laughs> <laughs> but it's more like just in case anything is missed. <laughs> right. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. And so then what's the next step? So like after we've had this little questionnaire, best friend chat, you know, then what did we do? Like yeah. what happens now? Okay. So from there, I kind of identify the biggest thing they want me to get to work on. So for a lot of people that I've worked with so far, it's actually been just like making sure that their online presence matches like the way that their brand is going, like matches their authenticity. So they're attracting the right sorts of people. So whether it's like email marketing or like managing their Instagram or what it is, like it's like, I need like one task to really get started with so that I can start to like kind of start small, make it manageable. They don't feel like anything is out of their control. (laughs) Um, Because I know, especially for me, I love doing so many of the DIY things. And even if you don't have time for it, you're kind of like, oh, but I loved doing that. You know, like, don't take it quite yet. You don't want to let it go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I want to make sure that like my client is really comfortable with what I'm doing. It's really like on board. So I'll usually take that first product a little bit slower. Like I'll work quickly, but I'll come back to them pretty consistently like hey what do you think about this what about these colors what about this tone the feedback you're getting that feedback like you're including them because it is their business and and it like I know for me I, I haven't hired one yet and I mean you know anyway but uh, <laughs> I haven't hired one yet and yeah. so it's just like I as a as a creative you don't want to let things go you know because you're so used to doing it and so it's like oh wow but the the bigger thing is like I can't do everything and and grow my business at the same time And so it's like, you know, being able to give it over to somebody else, but then for that person to also understand that like, I'm having a hard time giving this up, like, (laughs) you know, like, I mean, I think that's really encouraging. And I like how you kind of take, take us slowly through that process of, okay, you're working with me, but I'm working with you. Like we're partners, you know, like I'm rooting for you. There there it is. Once they're comfortable with it, I'll probably come to them a little bit less, you know, once I'm sure that they like where I'm going with things and we'll kind of pick up the pace and be like, all right, I knocked out this project in an hour, this project in an hour, you know, what's next? And I love seeing, the other day I had a client who was like, oh my gosh, you did that so quickly. Can we have a brainstorm session to figure out what else you can do? Like, it's my favorite, (laughs) my favorite sort of thing. (laughs) Wow. That's 
business owners, we don't understand how much time something is taking us. And if we would only give it to somebody that actually knew what they were freaking doing, like <laughs> it would make our life so much easier. Like, I, I mean, I can only imagine how much faster my life would happen if I just let someone else do certain things, you know, but it's like, you know, you're so attached to it. And I think it's just like, what do they say? You can't see the forest for the trees or something like you're, you're so clouded by, you know, trying to do everything yourself that you don't realize it's actually taking you twice as long to do something, which means that's like, let's just say 15 clients that you didn't get because you were focused on making one graphic. What was the point? Like That wasn't a good trade-off to me, but it is a good trade-off, you know, to invest in someone else to make those graphics in the same amount of time that I'm holding consoles or whatever, you know, like it just yes. makes sense. <laughs> it just makes sense. Yes. That was perfect. I wish I could just like keep that and like save it and just like have people Don't like, worry, <laughs> you can listen to it on the replay. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. Okay, so now that you've kind of helped us through like, you know, our first project together, I guess um another question that I have is like, what how do you kind of just or not describe, but how do you pick which project you decide to tackle first you know like do you kind of like do what they want to do first or do you kind of acclimate them with something that you think they would be able to handle better first yeah that is a great question I love that I think it kind of varies client by client because some people know exactly what they want right away they have a very clear vision these are the steps they need to take to get there and things might change as we go on but I'm usually like okay like you know exactly what you want we can start here and you know, kind of see where this takes us. Okay. Other clients are a little bit less sure. They're just like, I'm overwhelmed. Help me with something, you know? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's probably me. <laughs> I love both types of clients. Like they're, they each present kind of a different way of coming about, you know, like coming alongside them and encouraging them and helping them figure out, you know, but usually we can, within that like hour brainstorming session to get us started, we can identify here's the biggest thing, or like here are three main things to start working on. And even as they kind of go about that first week of having me on board, they might be like, oh my goodness, here's something extra that I didn't even think of. And we can kind of do a bit of back and forth. But we usually end that first session being like, all right, this is something that would help your business, whether they brought it up or I suggested it kind of in response to their overwhelmedness and questions and just the discussion that we had and we land on one specific thing I get to work on that and then we go from there gotcha okay I mean that sounds like such a great like kind of user or what client experience that's what it is like a really good client experience because I mean like just to me a VA is like kind of one of the first people people end up hiring you know like when you're ready to make your first hire you're usually going to hire a virtual assistant because you just need someone to kind of take those extra things off of your you know off your plate and so I think working with someone that kind of understands like hey it's not easy for us to kind of give up this part of our business but it's worth it because you are kind of stretched thin and you are trying to most likely level up like when you're hiring a VA it's when you're ready to level up and so I want you to tell me like what do you think is the number one thing a creative can benefit like how can they benefit from having a VA yeah I think the biggest thing and maybe this is just the people I've worked with but I think the biggest thing for creative is just that they get a teammate they get someone who's there to cheer for you help them grow their business and pursue new idea pursue new ideas and like help you achieve those goals so I think just like having someone there so you don't feel alone or stuck or like you have to do everything yourself I think that is the biggest benefit so all these dreams they've had kind of like for farther along the line farther in the future suddenly become something they can achieve and something that we can work towards and I think just like the joy and the confidence that comes with 
having a teammate is the biggest thing. Yes, I definitely agree. And I, just to kind of piggyback off that idea, even though I don't have another teammate, I don't know why, but anyway, I'm just going <laughs> to piggyback off your idea. But I, I think also that it's good to have another set of eyes because as a creative, like you can get so like, you get tunnel vision and it's like you have to task switch because a lot of things you're not good at. Like you're good at your thing, but you're not, you might not be good at like emails or, you know, different other, like other aspects of your business. So it's good to have like that fresh set of eyes that kind of knows what they're doing. Well, not kind of, but they know what they're doing, you know, outside of just your eyes that have no idea and you're like, you're really stressed. So, you know, like that's kind of, to me, that's like your whole rooting you know, rooting for you portion. Like, hey, I'm your teammate. I'm rooting for you. Like, girl, I'm here. I'm in there, you know, and whatever you need, like, I'm going to support you. Like, I'm, I'm your, you know, I like that. I'm your team. Like, you need your first team member. And I think that, I know for me, like, I just, I've been having this idea, like, oh, you know, I think I do need to kind of have a team, you know? And it's just like, having that person that's like, oh, hey, like, I get it. You know, I support you. And hey, let me take this off your plate. Like, hey, I can take this off your plate. Like, you know, it just kind of makes your life a lot easier like <laughs> it's a lot easier so yeah so I think that's really all like I, I just really appreciate you kind of sharing that portion of your business and kind of talking us through like the process um and so another question I want to ask is and this is probably where I'm the most stuck is when do you think a creative should hire a VA for their business you know like realistically you know a lot of times you know we kind of get caught up on oh you know the cost and the this and the that like so you know like just being realistic with like all the things that go on with people's businesses like when should they hire one yeah. Oh my gosh. That's fantastic. So I, at least for my, my business and my services, I've definitely marketed myself towards creatives whose businesses are really taking off. Like they're having to pick and choose what aspects of their business they can keep up with. Like they're losing clients because they're not doing this or that because they don't have time for it. Like that's the biggest thing. Like they need a teammate immediately. And I think it really like depends on the creative though, because for some, they can keep the business afloat for a really long time before starting to outsource. And for others, like outsourcing is part of their initial game plan. They're like, I'm going to, you know, reach this goal and then hire someone on so we can keep going from there. And every client I've worked with so far has had this moment of like, oh my gosh, like I was totally overthinking that. Like you did that so much faster than I could have. Like what you were talking about just a minute ago like like once someone's on board and can help out with some of those smaller things or the things that are really like draining their time they kind of have this moment of like oh my gosh like what else can you take on like can I give you this can I give you that and they see the freedom that it brings and the fact that their investment in a VA immediately comes back to their business immediately comes back to the amount of time they have to work on what they want time to meet with clients like things that they were putting off or were kind of slacking on because they had to keep up with all of these like behind the scenes things. So I think it really depends on the creative. Um, but personally, I think as soon as you kind of identify a goal that you have for your business and you're starting to reach that goal, but you know that you are the thing holding yourself back from reaching that goal is when you need to bring out a teammate. Thank you so <laughs> much for saying it like that. I mean, cause it's, it's so often that you will see people preach, you know, you have to have this, you have to do this, you have to, you know, hire, you have to ask for, you have to do all these, but sometimes in your business, you are enough, you know, and that's okay, you know, but when you get to that point that, you know, now you're losing money because you don't have the time to do it, that's when you should seek out another teammate. Or if you just from the beginning had the vision that, hey, I need a full team, that's great too, you know, but like it, it shouldn't be something that you kind of feel like, oh, well, because everyone else is doing it, I'm going to do it too. Like, no, it's, it really depends on what kind of business you have. And I, I definitely agree. Like, 
if you're making, if you have enough clients to where now you have to turn people away because you can't handle anymore, it's time to hire someone. Like <laughs> it's time to hire a VA or, or if it's causing you so much stress to do this one thing that you can't even get the rest of your life together because this email just sucks. Like you need to hire a VA. Like even if you just hired a VA for a couple of hours to do your emails, you know, it's, it's not even, it's not like you have to hire them 40 hours a week. That's not what we're asking, <laughs> you know, but it's just like, you know, if something is causing you like that pain point, you know, then that's when you outsource. And it's just like, you know, with photography, you know, like everybody's like, oh, you know, you need to do your own editing. Like, no, what if I have 20 weddings this summer? I can't, I can't edit all those images and get them back to people. You know, now I don't have 20 weddings this summer, but you know, like how could I possibly edit all those pictures? There's just no way, you know? And so sometimes that outsourcing, it's just about being smart and like thinking about your business and not what everybody else is doing because everybody's business is not the same as yours, you know? So girl, yeah. I, I really appreciate how you explain that though, because it's a lot of people that will tell you like, oh, you need one today. Like, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. You might have to figure it out for a little bit. And then when you're ready, you know, hire. So yeah, I like that. So what are your goals and like your next steps for, um, for rooting for e-social? Ooh, okay. So I guess the biggest update is I'm moving again. Um, but I'm moving like pretty permanently to like the Indianapolis area, nice. um, like central Indiana for at least the next few years. So it'll be okay. a little fun. Well, congratulations on the move. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm really looking forward to connecting with the local Rising Tide Society chapter there and business-wise, like moving into offering more um, resources and educational workshops and really sharing my knowledge in addition to working one-on-one -on -one with creatives. I honestly, before I really looked into being a VA, I, I thought virtual assistants was just like the sort of person who lived halfway across the world and could answer customer service calls. You know, I didn't really think that many other people would like need this type of service or that other people like me could really thrive in this line of work. And I would love to share what I know with other people too. I guess I'm still a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and you know what? I'm, I like, I used to teach as well. And it's, it's so funny because I can spot other people that are teachers. And that's probably why I connect with you as well, because I was like, I'm really learning some stuff. Like the way you just break down those captions and like, I mean, girl, you, you're just on a roll. So like, you know, it's in our blood. We can't help it. Like we just teach. <laughs> so that's really awesome. So you're thinking of doing like workshops and like just joining up with like the Rising Tide Society. So that's really awesome. Like, girl, I am rooting for you. I wish you the best of luck <laughs> in doing all of that. <laughs> so now is the time for the infamous rapid fire round. I wish I had like a little thing to put over it, like some, I don't know, like gunshots or like, I don't know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, a, that'd be so cool. Maybe I should figure it out. I don't know. Girl, uh, I, I have so many ideas. I just need to like sit down sometimes, but we'll see. Maybe one day. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to ask you five questions. Okay. You just answer as fast as like the first thing you think. Okay. okay. All right. Ready? Yes. What's your favorite quote and why? Ooh. I don't even know who to attribute it to, but that quote that I mentioned earlier in the podcast, just like, just do it scared. Like if there's something mm. that you're wanting to do, you have to just do it. Even if you're afraid, like get into it, get amongst it, like do the thing, even if you're terrified. I wish I knew who I could attribute that. Yes. Do the thing. That's my, th I'm, I'm about to like hashtag that. Do the thing. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Question number two, what color is your toothbrush? Ooh, I use a bamboo toothbrush. So bamboo colored. So cool. Wow. <laughs> Wow, that's really cool. Okay, number three, where would you go if you were invisible? Ooh, 
Oh my goodness. Right now a swimming pool. <laughs> what? A swimming pool? <laughs> a swimming pool in general. <laughs> <laughs> that is too Nobody funny. Me out. <laughs> I hope my mom hears this. If I was invisible, I would go and I would lay underneath her covers. <laughs> oh, that'd be so funny. Like she would be like terrified and then she would lift it back and not see anything. Ah, oh, that would be the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> okay question number four I'm so mean I love you mom <laughs> number four what is one thing that you're afraid of Ooh, I'm afraid of sharing things that I care about I'm afraid oh. to <laughs> I'm afraid to say this is something I love I want to tell everyone about it. it it like being vulnerable in that way like terrifies me and I've let that hold me back in so many ways and um I know I've talked about him a lot, but Daniel has really encouraged me to like share what I care about and to share with people around me and to just break out of that fear because people are just going to love and accept me more because they know me better. Right. Uh, I, li I like that a lot. And I, I like that you talk about him so much because it's always nice to have like that one person that has got your back. You know what I'm saying? Like if it's, a, if it's a spouse, significant other, like whoever it is, like just having that one person that has your back, like that's such an, that's such an amazing thing to have. And there's a lot of people that might not have that one person that they can like go back and like tell all their wins and losses to, you know? So that's good for you, girl. I'm, I'm happy for you. Like I'm, I'm happy for you. Like, <laughs> do you? <laughs> Okay, so the last question is one that I ask everyone, you should be ready for it, is <laughs> what does it mean to you to be a female creative? For me, to be a female creative is to empower and encourage other female creatives. It's to finally be brave enough to say, this is what I love, I wanna share it with people, and specifically for me, to encourage other people to share what they love too, and to just like give them the tools and the resources and the, the teamwork they need to pursue their dreams and their goals and to realize like, yes, I can do this. I have what it takes. Let's go for it. Ah, uh, <laughs> my heart. I think you just summed up. She's a creative, like in that oh. one little answer. Like that was so perfect. I love that. I love that so much. So tell us really quick before we get off of here, how can we keep up with you and get a hold of you? Social media, websites, all that good jazz. Awesome. So I am most active on Instagram. You can find me at Rooting for You Social there and at rootingforyousocial.com where I'm finally dropping some blog posts next week and I'm so excited. Finally. Yay! <laughs> I will definitely be checking those out. Yes. So I'm so, so happy to talk to you, Sam, and to have you on here. Finally, we talk in person-ish, yes. virtual person, uh, <laughs> whatever. We get to talk, and that was just really awesome. So I really appreciate you for coming on here. And yeah, girl, when we have our, um, you know, I've been talking about this whole everybody coming back together. So yes. you will be on that thing. And yeah, I'm so excited to talk to you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Just when you messaged me about this podcast, I was like, oh my goodness, this is the most perfect thing. And I love that you're running with it. Thank you so much for having me on. You're so sweet. I'm in my feels. I'm in my feels. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will talk to you later. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the She's a Creative Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, let me know by sharing a review on iTunes or sending me a screenshot of you listening to this podcast in your favorite part. Go follow me on social media to get more inspiration, wisdom, and tips at She's a Creative Podcast or at Mrs.KH on Instagram and check out the blog at She's a Creative.com. I love you creative darlings so much. And until next time, keep building your creative dreams.